0: what do we do a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning introducing listeners to the leaders in our community hosted by the founder and ceo of great lakes wealth dewey stefan alongside wwj midday news anchor brooke allen
1: hey i'm brooke allen our goal with the what do we do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth your retirement and your lifestyle
2: and i'm dewey stefan Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community for conversations that can help with investment decisions so you can plan for and live your best life.
0: Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Brooke Allen.
1: Hey, I'm Brooke Allen. Thank you so much for being with us. Of course, this is the What Do We Do podcast. And of course, uh, Dewey Steffen is here and it's always so great to see you. It seems like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't.
2: It hasn't been that long, but it's been too long. Exactly. How about that, Brooke? Fair Great enough. to see you. Fair
1: enough. So yeah, so we are in the height of a lot of stuff going on, right? Yes. And uh Q1, right? Let's talk about
2: that. Q1 just wrapped up last week. So we're in early April and Q1 22, the markets bull, bear, or other. <laughs> guess it depends best. on what you're invested in, right? So, right, for sure. So this will be a great episode to do a, a market recap. So we'll talk about where we've been, mm-hmm. and then we're going to do our best to roll up our sleeves, even though I've got the short ones on today anyway. We're going to roll up our sleeves and uh, help our community not just survive but thrive and make some ka-ching-ka-ching ka-ching here uh, for the next month to quarter to year, okay? So we're gonna be all about business this episode. It is number 57. It is. Season two, love it, let's get into it.
1: All right, okay, so uh, Q1, you know, this is called uh, What Do We Do? But now it's kind of like, what do we do now?
2: Right. What right. do we do now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give a precursor that please, for everyone listening out there in uh, podcast land or out there in YouTube nation, please uh, go back to episode 53. We just did that to start the year. That was our 2022 playbook. And I'll pop my collar a little bit. <laughs> Basically spot on so far with what we right, said for to sure. do. Okay? Yeah. The big theme of that one was um, 2022 is going to be hard but we didn't say hard as in like tough. We said hard as in hard assets, meaning alternative assets and your gold, your precious metals and your commodities. We do think we're entering a commodities super cycle Mm -hmm. and heck yeah, quarter one, stock markets might've been down, which we'll go through the numbers, but energy, particularly oil, ripped. It was substantially higher. So again, you need to know what you're invested in and what you're not, and that'll help you be successful.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I know we talk about it all the time as far as, you know, the numbers on the stock market, you know, I mean, I know sometimes I talk to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so bad today. And you are kind of like, but was it, you know, because for me, the average person, when I see red, I panic.
2: Yes. So again, a lot of it depends on what you're looking at. And this is um, serious, Mm -hmm. but um, the main three indices are, what would they be? Brooke? What the would Dow. be the, the Dow? Yep. The, the Dow. NASDAQ. The Nasdaq.
1: Nasdaq. And the SP 500. SP
2: 500. Perfect. And so those are the ones you see the most. Right. And the Dow is the one that's the highest in price. And so it is the one that goes up and down the most on a number basis, up 300, down 300. But if it's worth 30,000 plus, that's less than 1%, but that's down 300. Oh my gosh. Right. And it's all, you know, relevant. So we need to pay attention. But, um, when you look at the dow the s&p and the nasdaq you're just getting stocks you're just getting primarily us domiciled equities or stocks you're certainly not getting much in terms of commodities and other things whether that be real estate you know or alternatives so or bonds even which are the opposite of stocks so we'll walk through all of that for sure cuz q1 was absolutely not pretty, mm-hmm. unless you were a oil trader and you were long the whole quarter, um, everything else ebbed and flows and, and most things were primarily down. So we'll walk through it. Okay. And, um, again, as I always say, volatility creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you want to buy the dips and then you just need to decide, are you going to sell the rips <laughs> or are you going to hold it for the end of time? So uh, with that, I guess let's uh, remind everyone that the mission of the What Do We Do podcast is to provide information and insights on investing and other relevant topics to help our community invest for success and also end up being healthy, wealthy and wise, right? Right, So we want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. Please hit the subscribe button. We are over 30,000 downloads now. This is simply amazing. Awesome, Brooke, for something that started, you know, a year and a half ago, if you will, as just something to help the community through COVID and just something that was grassroots for our neighborhood to now be 30,000 downloads in and we're just getting started Exactly. so we're so, fired up so let's get into it i'm okay. gonna actually start by asking you a couple questions okay <laughs> okay so we talked about the dow the s p and the nasdaq right okay um there's some other indices out there um there is a bond index and i don't really um, expect you to know the, the technical term but i'll give it so the audience gets it okay. um the bond index do you happen to know what the name is called I don't. Okay. Well, we call it the Barclays uh, Ag, the Barclays Aggregate Bond. And again, just like stocks that are all shapes and sizes, bonds are all shapes and sizes. A lot of them are based on how long until they mature. So there's a one to two year bond, a two to four year bond, they're all the way up to 30 year bonds. Mm -hmm. And there's actually some hundred year bonds that um, I think either Apple came out with, or maybe even David Bowie had some special bonds. So again, catching me off guard in terms of uh, my own explanation, (laughs) but bonds are usually one to 30 years. And so to Depending on how long until they mature, they can fluctuate. But the opposite of stocks is typically bonds, right? There's also stocks that are outside the U.S. And we've talked about this in prior podcasts. And those would be um, emerging market stocks or established or developed market stocks. And so that's the EFI or the EEM. So those are the two emerging market and developed market international indices. They're relevant, too, because there's a lot going on with China. You heard about this? Oh yes. There's a lot going on over there in uh, Europe, called Russia, Ukraine, For sure. surrounding areas. Yep. A lot of it is uh, very sensitive, and we want to be uh, recognize that. But that's um, investing outside the U.S., and so that's important. And then there's this thing called oil. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes. Yes. So there's uh crude, mm-hmm. there's Brent, there's different types, there's sweet, there's, you know, uh, different oils, but we're going to go with just crude, but crude oil is uh, something that we're paying attention to because you drive a car. Yes. And unless it's electric, you got a Tesla.
1: No, I do not. Not yet. Not yet. But <laughs> not it's, coming, yet. Right? it's coming.
2: So, so um, you know. So, cars. We all are watching Facebook and Instagram, and we're seeing people post yes. when they go and they do a four-letter word as they're filling that tank up, and it's approaching like a hundred dollars now. If you have an SUV and you're on fumes to reload, right? That's insane. So, oil and the cost of oil or gas is certainly uh, one aspect of pricing increases or inflation right. and guess what though if you happen to own oil you might have made a bunch of money as oil went up in price so we'll talk about that so so far we've got the dow the S P, the nasdaq the barclays ag we've got the efa and we've got the eem which is emerging markets we've talked about oil now we're going to talk about a few more one's called gold and yes. precious metals. You're talking about gold. Talk about gold. Okay, so that's very important as well. And then there's a thing called digital gold. Have you heard of this? Oh yes. What do we call that?
1: Cryptocurrency.
2: Cryptocurrency. <laughs> and so for today's podcast, we're just gonna focus on Bitcoin. Okay. We have two episodes on digital assets, so we encourage the listeners and the viewers to go check those out for more deets. That's details. But for today, just to keep it um, high level, we're gonna just go with Bitcoin okay. and the relevance of it um, this year and going forward into the rest of the year. Okay. Got it. And then we will actually talk about the 30-year mortgage rates, a lot of housing uh, opportunities out there, and anybody out there that's a mortgage rep or a real estate agent, or you're looking to sell a home, or maybe more importantly, buy a home. Mm Mm-hmm. Mortgage rates have also increased, which is usually not a good thing. So maybe you have your stocks going down. Maybe your interest rates and your mortgages are going up. Holy moly, gas is going up. Credit cards, right? Credit card interest. The Fed just raised rates last month, and we don't know if they're going to raise three more times or 32 more times. Right. They just say three to six to now it's like nine to 12 times. They're going to raise, 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 raise the roof. Mm -hmm. They say, don't fight the fed. So that was actually part of our podcast. Number 53. Don't fight the fed. And if you don't know what that means, talk to your investment professional. And I'll say that several times on this show also. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So the other one would be don't get high on your own supply. What would that be?
1: I'm talking about cannabis
2: cannabis absolutely Like <laughs> you guess on
1: my part <laughs> absolutely so
2: that's a relevant investment because we have done several podcasts on it and it's an emerging investment class there was some notice um, a week or two ago that the house of representatives is going to uh, vote on a bill which is a step towards actually national legalization of it and this has been something that's been kind of hanging around and lingering for some time so um, marijuana just like cryptocurrency, we recommend you should have a small piece in your portfolio. It shouldn't be your biggest piece. It should definitely not be your first piece, but these are alternative assets that have some uh, relevance on investing. So we'll talk about the uh, marijuana index and how those stocks have been faring as well. And uh, then from there, maybe we'll talk about a little inflation. We'll talk about uh, unemployment rates. Then, you know, time to be up, time to go home. Time to go home. Okay. Time to grab a coffee. So All right. So uh, let's start with where have we been? What happened in Q1 uh, with the rates of return? So we're going to focus on the S&P 500, but just for color, the Dow finished the first quarter minus 4.25. Minus 4.25. It was down over 10% at the lowest point, which was in the uh, early March. It was down 10%. So that would have been, we talked before, Brooke, what's something if it's down 10%, what's that called? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Come on, Brooke.
1: A decline, a drop. We call that a? Shift.
2: Do we call that a correction?
1: Oh, I was so close.
2: 10% is a correction. (laughs) What's 20%?
1: An overcorrection.
2: Holy moly. An overcorrection is also known as a bear market. Okay, so the Dow went down 10.2 at uh, top to bottom. So that is slightly in correction territory so for all the data mongers out there the dow went into a correction in q1 rallied in the last few weeks of uh march and the same thing with the uh nasdaq we're not going to focus on that today that is tech stocks stocks. and it actually will be relevant for um, some of my comments later on but the nasdaq finished q1 minus 8.88. It actually was more than double down the Dow, down 8.88 versus minus 4.25. From uh, peak to trough, the NASDAQ was down 19.58. Does that constitute a bear market? No, (laughs) 20%, (laughs) 19.58. You
1: always get me.
2: You know, the alligator, greater than or less than. So close enough, (laughs) right? So close enough. And again, no matter who's investing for the data sheets, maybe it won't count as a bear market, but we'll call it close enough, okay? Okay. We'll just use that whole, uh, look at the thumb, the thumb (laughs) line, eyesight, close enough. Um, And then the S&P, which is what we'll talk about today, finished down 4.65 for Q1, 2022. And peaked to trough down 12.49. So in the middle of February to early March, panic was there. Everyone was worried because these markets were down over 10%. And here we go. Cash me out. Our word, right? The Ukraine uh, conflict started. The war against mm-hmm. Ukraine started. So all of this, uh, the Fed said they're going to raise rates. Inflation numbers came in. So again, everyone was a little panicked. And they still might be panicked because the end of the quarter didn't finish so strong either. So uh, we're going to walk that through. I say volatility creates opportunity. And I say don't panic. Be patient. And then evaluate your plan. Okay? With me so far? Yes. Okay, I'm talking fast today. (laughs) So guess what? The S&P was down 4.65. As I said, we're going to focus on that. But there are how many sectors in the S&P, Brooke? How many sectors, listeners out there, long-time viewers, you know the answer we've talked about before. How many sectors make up the S&P 500? 500? Wrong. 10? Okay, close. So there's 500 stocks in the S&P 500. Right. That's why it says 500. But there are 11 sectors of the S&P. Okay. 11 sectors. And I'm going to run through them fast so everyone can just get re, uh, reloaded. Okay. Um, there's the energy sector, the financial services sector, consumer staples, utilities, industrials, healthcare, materials, technology, communication services, real estate, and consumer discretionary. Those were 11 sectors. Okay. And you put them all together, and they are the SP 500. Okay. Mm-hmm. Out of the 11 sectors, guess how many were up in Q1? There's eleven. There's One 11. of them was up for sure. I'll give you that. That's energy. Energy was up. Okay. Okay. But there are ten others which I just ran through. Right. Any of those you think were up, or um, or were all ten down, or what do you think? Financials, consumer staples, utilities, industrials, healthcare. I
1: think two materials. out of the eleven were up.
2: Two out of the eleven. <laughs> Ding, 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 ring that bell, you got that right. (laughs) Fantastic, so energy was up and utilities were up. Mm -hmm. Okay, utilities pay good interest, uh, typically, and they also are known as a, a, a stable investment because in the old days, I'm dating myself now, Brooke, they used to say, listen, in the markets, when it's crazy, I don't know if I'm going to go buy a new flat screen. I don't know if I'm going to go on vacation, but I I do know I'm going to keep my lights on. And so I do know I'm always going to pay my energy bill, my utility bill. I'm always going to pay it. So that company's always going to make money because they're always charging me their utility rate, the cable bill, et cetera. So um, in uncertain times, investors rotate to investments that they believe are safe and sound. Energy is doing its own thing, we'll talk about, but typically if there's uncertainty in the markets, then people rotate into utilities because it seems to be more stable and sound. When the markets are ripping and the NASDAQ is going crazy and companies never heard of are going up 2X, 3X, 4X, and 5X, then people are like, oh, I don't need any utilities. Those things are boring. They don't even make they – They're not sexy, They're right? not sexy. <laughs> so this is actually a year where sexy is not where you want to be. That's in our humble opinion. There's opportunities you might want to you know date sexy for a week or for a month. <laughs> Buy the dip, sell the rip. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, ultimately, you really need to understand um, short-term, medium-term, and long-term investing. And after I go through this real quick, we're going to talk about there's four phases of the business cycle. And we believe we're actually in the third phase, the late phase, which is the phase before recession. And uh, don't shoot the messenger, mm-hmm. but there's a way different investing strategy from uh, mid cycle to late cycle. And we're going to talk about that because I think it's very uh, relevant for this. Okay. Good? I'm good. Okay. So uh, within the 11 sectors of the SP, the energy sector was up 37.7%. So if you put all your money in the energy sector this year, you would be up 37% just in Q1. 100 grand, 137,000, 37 G's in your pocket. Duh, why didn't we all do it? Mm-hmm. Hello?
1: Right.
2: Well, because the last few years has been the worst sector to be in. You would have lost money. So um, again, that's why the S&P, you want to be diversified. But this is very much an important uh, piece of the puzzle this year. Energy is up 37% as a sector. The second one, utility is up four. And then everything else is negative. Right. What do you think the biggest loser was in Q1? Consumers...
1: What goes up the most?
2: What goes down the most? Inflation? A sector of the S&P.
1: Oh. <laughs> It was the last one you said.
2: Consumer discretionary, good, good guess. Or I try. It was the second, second, and I'll tell you why okay. in a minute. But the lo- the, the biggest loser,
0: mm-hmm.
2: biggest loser, if you remember <laughs> that TV show, was um, tech and actually consumer services, which is part tech also. So consumer services, were down the worst, uh, tech and uh, consumer discretionary. So consumer discretionary for everyone out there listening means it's again, discretionary, you don't have to do it. So buying items that are not necessities. The other one is consumer staples, staples you have to have toilet paper, toothpaste, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, if, if times are tough, um, and you're worried about things, you don't buy the extras. That's discretionary.
1: Hey guys, it's Brooke. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Dewey Steffen and his great team at Great Lakes Wealth. Do you feel overwhelmed managing your assets? Well, Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. That is really what they are all about. They will help you develop a custom financial plan, utilizing all of your assets and keeping your goals in mind. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about, helping you and your family achieve your financial dreams. So go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today and tell Brooks sent you
2: the uh, tech sector, communication services, which is also we call that tech uh, subset, and then consumer discretion were the weakest links, if you will. Okay, okay. so that's a little backstory, and then you wrap, wrap them all up. They were down 4.65 as a group. So where do we go from here with investing? Okay, so I'm going to uh, switch gears over to the business cycle. And tell you that there's four distinct phases. We're going to go through this fast. The early phase, mid-phase, late phase, and recession phase. The four phases, okay? Mm -hmm. If you had to guess, in the business cycle, would you say we're early phase, mid-phase, late phase, or recession phase?
1: Late phase. Um, Just with interest rates and inflation and just, I mean, just all of it. buying homes, I mean, the market, everything.
2: I think you're. I think that's awesome and you're awesome because that is actually the definition. I'm going to read you, um, and just for our listeners and our viewers, I'm going to read uh, the early cycle so you mm. can kind of tell the difference between okay. that and the late cycle. Early cycle, according to Fidelity, is generally a sharp recovery from a recession as economic indicators such as gross domestic product and industrial production move from negative to positive and growth accelerates. More credit and low interest rates aid profit growth business inventories are low, and sales grow significantly. That is early cycle, okay? Mm -hmm. How about this for late cycle? I'm going to skip over mid-cycle. I'm going right to late cycle. Late cycle, economic activity often reaches its peak, implying that growth remains positive but slowing. Rising inflation and a tight labor market may crimp profits and lead to higher interest rates. Which one of those two just sounds like what we're going through right now? Interest rates that late cycle, yeah, right? Absolutely. Sure. We have rising inflation. We have almost all of that. We have all of it. Tight labor market. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we also have higher interest rates. Right. So absolutely. Um, we believe we're in late cycle and late cycle different than the other cycles different investments for success or different investments for perhaps failure, okay? This is very important. So in um, late cycle investing, generally speaking, stocks do do well, okay? So the stock market's been down, but historically in late cycle investing, the S&P does average around 5%. During uh, a late stage cycle. So we're down five in the SP. On average, it should be up five. So we are again, we're not running for the hills. Mm -hmm. We're just saying again, in the um, early phase, it's actually plus 15%. So we again aren't going to see stock market returns like we have had. And we do recognize um, that there's issues, but the Recession, the next one, that's mm-hmm. when the stock market drops okay. 15%. And that's when it gets really, really scary um, out there for real. So bonds are down, stocks are down year to date. And as we just said about the late cycle definition, we think we're in the late cycle stage. So the question, Brooke, is, well, what do we do? Exactly. How do we make some money? How do we make some of that ka ka Can or- I
1: ask you a question? Yeah, please. Okay, so if we're in the late cycle, do you, I mean does that automatically mean a recession is coming or can something halt that?
2: No, that's a good question. Typically, again, these things go in cycles and they tend to repeat themselves. So cycles can change. You can avoid a recession. The mm-hmm. Federal Reserve can do things, and things can happen. But I think ultimately you go, you go into a recession. These are cycles. So the answer is we're going to have one. Mm-hmm. And then um, again, you and I have been around the block a few times. Okay, For sure. we've uh, been the been around the sun, <laughs> a few trips around the sun, as they say. So that there can be a mild recession. There can be a deep recession. Do you know what the definition of a recession is? We've talked about that before. I do. What is it?
1: can't remember. Okay.
2: So a recession. <laughs> Thank <Thinking> you, um, 2008. <laughs> if I am correct, if I b- remind myself correctly, a recession is a two quarters back-to-back of negative GDP growth. So if you have uh, gross domestic product or productivity or output, uh, two, one quarter is just negative. But if you have two, that constitutes a recession. Okay. So you can just have two quick quarters of negative uh, GDP, and then uh, that's a recession. And then you can have a mild case of that mm-hmm. and then boom, come ripping. Or you can have a deep dive, deep recession of uh, the great recession of eight. Mm-hmm. Let's not go back there right. to the great depression, which was recession negative times, you know, hundred or whatever. So that's kind of the answer. You can avoid it, but more often than not, I think you go there, you just go mild to whatever to deep. To deep right. Uh, okay. So late cycle investing, what do you do to survive and then thrive uh, according to fidelity? Late cycle has historically lasted an average of a year and a half, with the overall stock market averaging a 5% return. As the recovery matures, inflation and interest rates typically rise, and investors shift away from economically sensitive assets. Higher inflation typically weighs on the performance of longer-duration bonds. Energy and utility stocks have done well as inflation rises and demand continues. Cash tends to outperform bonds because when interest rates go up, Mm -hmm. bonds go down and we're seeing that now. So cash at least is zero. So cash at zero is better than losing with your bonds. But we just said it here from fidelity energy and utility stocks have done well. They're the only two sectors up in Q1. So this, I think, adds to my argument we're in late cycle as opposed to mid cycle, which I'm going to talk about super quick Mm -hmm. because mid cycle, what does well in mid cycle is information tech. It has always been the best performer during the mid cycle phase. And we had the NASDAQ up almost 30% last year. So the tech was ripping Mm -hmm. and now you don't want to own any of it. So um, materials and utilities lag in mid cycle tech uh, steals the show and when you go to late cycle energy has typically performed well again according to Fidelity and consumer staples and utilities but information tech and consumer discretionary have lagged most often and tend to suffer the most during this phase. So guess what? I have a hunch that many of our viewers, many of our listeners have a lot of tech stocks on their books. Mm -hmm. They used to be called The Fang, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, which is now called Alphabet. Alphabet. Facebook's actually called Metaverse. We gotta change this all around. Uh, Those are actually fantastic staple bellwether, I'll call them blue chip tech companies, but there are many other tech companies that don't have earnings that are you know, almost startups. And so this is not the time to be testing the waters and buying more of these tech stocks that sounded so sexy a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-uh. Get out. It's not too late when there's a rip. Sell that RIP. Talk to a professional and know what you're doing. Stick with your energy. Stick with your utilities. But also, we're going to add in there, you can look for some healthcare. We think healthcare, this is the year of being healthy. Mm -hmm. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. We believe that the energy sector is going to do well. The healthcare sector is going to do well. Utilities will do fine. We're actually, um, we're thinking that there might be a little bit overvalued, but your consumer staples. And then also, The regime in D.C. is talking about infrastructure bills, rebuild America, build America back again. You heard about this? Oh yes. So that's steel, that's again other industrials and materials. So that's uh, a place that are also hard assets. So we think you can talk, uh, you can invest in those sectors, and you will be well served. So that's kind of the quick overview of how you can invest throughout the S and P and do some sector. rotate and rebalance if you will to not just survive but thrive any questions on that
1: okay so you said the late cycle could last for up to a year and a half or that's what fidelity says so
2: we kind of agree okay um i'll give you our little um bottom line at the end in terms Mm -hmm. of a little bit more we can go through um but we're actually almost running out of time which is um great because means i talked a lot Hi Brooke. How you you doing?
1: talk a lot. I learn a lot.
2: It Hi, all Brooke, works. how's it going? Hey, podcast listeners, <laughs> viewers, thanks for listening. I'm gonna exactly. try to give you some other I you know from the very beginning. Um, okay, so we talked about the Dow, the SP and the NASDAQ being down. Bond ag the bond ag index was down six percent for the first quarter, mm-hmm. down five point eight one. So you had bonds down six, you had the S P down five. So if you have half your money in stocks and half your money in bonds, mm-hmm. did you make any money? Not if it's in the S&P and the no. bond and it's down right. and down, right. right? So you need to Double have a hit. diversified portfolio, mm-hmm. hard assets. If anybody has been watching or listening for the last two years, what is the number one asset class? What is the number one alternative investment that I just adore, that I just believe I want you to have? Any ideas? No. <laughs> gold, gold, oh. shiny and gold. <laughs> I should have known the bling. Shiny and gold. <laughs> Gold is my friend, my Mm -hmm. friend. And so gold was up 6.19 for Q1. Gold is an asset that um, is a store of value. It will protect you in times of uncertainty, which we're kind of seeing. Sometimes it underperforms, but you can, instead of buying gold, you can buy gold stocks, you can try to get a little leverage that way. But all things being equal, historically gold does well during inflationary times. It does well when there's uncertainty, and we certainly have a lot of that going on. So as a hard asset, Mm -hmm. we believe that – You should have some gold in your portfolio. Gold is back above 1,900 an ounce. We can see gold going up to 2,500 an ounce, Brooke. Wow. 1,900 to 2,500. That's 600. That's about 30%. Not too shabby. Mm -mm. Uh, That would be great. Yeah. So uh, gold was up 6%, and we think it can go a lot more. Cryptocurrency. All you Bitcoin lovers was actually just about flat in Q1. It was down 1.66. Started the year at uh, 46,000 a change, end of the year at 45,000 change, but it was volatile. It went up to 60 and then back down to 30. Mm -hmm. So that was a crazy train. But uh, for the quarter, about even digital assets, uh, the marijuana index was down 6.5. And 30-year mortgages went from 3.45 up to 4.89 on average. So now you're talking about 5% for a 30-year fixed mortgage, mm-hmm. where it was 3.5. So you better lock in your mortgages, all those uh, investors out there, real I estate just buyers. managed. Yeah, you just got that <laughs> just done? Just
1: got it right before. It was amazing.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, the international indices as well, the EFA which is the uh, developed markets was down seven, emerging markets down seven and a half. There's a lot going on around the world. There's stuff going on here in the U.S. for sure. We have supply chain issues. Right. Uh, we have labor shortages. shortages. We have some some issues. But around the world, there might be what we would consider greater issues. Certainly, the uh, military uh, issues in Russia and Ukraine, but also uh, Asia, particularly China. Also, the supply shortages throughout the rest of the world. Well,
1: the chip shortages, right? I mean, that is not just impacting... Potato chips? Potato chips, yes and cars computer chips (laughs) computer chips chips. we use this fancy word called semiconductors Semiconductors. yes you got it
2: absolutely so this is all real and that goes into uh, there's a food shortage and um again a lot of what happens in russia and that part of the world in eastern europe is some of the fertilizer not only just oil and other types of um raw commodities Mm -hmm. but some of the instruments that are necessary whether it's um you know grains or corns soybeans all those types of things so uh it is a global economy that right now um we have some issues. And so you need to understand again, you need to, uh, do what, uh, John Maynard Keynes said, when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do, kind sir? So things have changed. We need to change our tune. Uh, So with that, we just talked about all the indices. Uh, We talked about how you can make a couple bucks by rotating within the S&P 500. We would also say, again, look at hard assets, not even just in the S&P 500 with energy and utilities, but you can also just look to your gold and your other precious metals. Um, Other hard assets, some real estate, Mm -hmm. cash flow, for for sure. sure, Uh, You can look at stocks that are um, big blue chips to pay some dividends. Again, go back to episode 53. We lay it out pretty succinctly. Uh, Inflation is 7.87%, which is the highest in 40 years, going back to the early 80s. So prices, goods, that's no bueno. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see that with hotel prices. We see that with gasoline prices. We see that with car prices, food, certainly. Grocery shopping, right? Everything, absolutely. And we have unemployment basically full. We have 3.8% unemployment. Anything under 4% is basically considered full employment. And so we have full employment costs of goods are going up that's inflation and there's shortages of things yet the markets are down the stock market's down the bond market's down money in the bank doesn't pay any interest so what do we do well we just told you what to do okay so be diversified recognize it's a new playbook for late cycle investing and um you know with that I'll kind of just say any questions any comments anything to uh wrap it up
1: No, you know, I just know that the fear is out there with people, you know, and, you know, we've been doing stories, um, obviously, as far as people choosing between buying groceries or, you know, what are they doing? Are they buying gas for their car, buying groceries, you know, to feed their family? It's, I mean, it's really getting bad out there.
2: It's really getting bad. So, you have to be uh, diligent. Uh, We didn't talk about it. So, I'll end with this. You need to deal with debt. So, you need to pay off your debt. Don't be going deeper into debt and not paying off your credit cards. Interest rates are going up. That means that the rate you pay in interest is going to go up. So, Mm -hmm. don't put any extra money on there. You need to deal with debt. And then, you need to invest. You need to find investments that will keep up with inflation. Again, historically, stock. Keep up with inflation because those companies, which you are an investor in, you're an owner of, they raise their prices to keep up with the inflation prices. So if you own ExxonMobil stock Mm -hmm. and oil is going up, well, ExxonMobil stock, mobile gas station, probably going up. So at least when you have to pump and you're paying more, you can kind of smile and go, hey. Hey. I get a penny of this or two in my dividend and my shareholder check or whatever. So that's where if you can't beat them, join them. Find out where the investments are that are going to help you thrive in 2022. And so we say volatility creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we also say the three P's. Don't panic. Be patient. And execute your plan.
1: Got it. Okay. Yes.
2: All right. Well, uh, anything else? One last No, you
1: know, honestly, you teach me so much. I, you know, I appreciate it. Well, I
2: just went on and on and on and I didn't take a breath. And so, um, (laughs) if there's any other questions, call our office, talk to us, send us a a DM or a message. We'll be happy to circle back. But with that, this was episode 57. Yes. Season two, season two over 30,000 downloads. Thank you to our amazing community. Please (laughs) subscribe, tell a friend, Download, share. We just love what we're doing and we want to keep doing it. And with your support, we're going to make it happen. Exactly. So, with that, we'll say we'll see you next time. Yes. And just just getting getting started. started.
0: Seek advice from a licensed professional.